Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Is Michael Goodwin on? I'd love to have his opinion. I mean, he knows these politics better than anyone. Yeah, Michael, are you there? I'm here. Hey, what do you think? This is hot. Did you hear that what uh, John was just saying is that it could be after the whole convention, after the nominating process, and then surprise, surprise. Well, uh, look, this is a, a great guessing game for all of us, because I think underneath it all is this thing that Joe Biden just can't be president anymore. Uh, that's the assumption. I mean, there's a funny thing that uh, Fox News has a story today that uh, that Biden aides are telling him uh, they're trying to make it so he doesn't have to walk so far. Uh, from uh, out of the White House to the helicopter or anything like that. And they want him to wear more like tennis shoes so he's less likely to fall. So this is the this is the level of political guidance that the White House has come up with in order to protect him from the reality. And look, I'll just say, I don't think the issue is that Joe Biden is too old. I know a lot of 80 and 81 year olds. I know some pretty sharp 90 year olds. Joe Biden has a problem that's not necessarily related to age. He's befuddled. He's lost. He, you know, I think it's an, a, a version of early dementia that we're witnessing or and, and Michael, akin to it. I agree with you. I don't think it's, um, no, I don't think it's the old. numbers. 81, there's a lot. I was with somebody who was like 92 the other day, sharp as a tack. If I can interject, I want to thank Michael. I'm 79. Oh. Al, Al Damato is 86. Oh, do you see Pete's getting a little <laughs> yeah, fired on. up on the My, age number here? Wait yeah, a minute. Al Damato at 86 and a half. That's right. And he's, he's one of the sharpest guys I know. Absolutely. Two sharp at times, and, yeah. And, and, and I know Hank <laughs> Greenberg at 97 goes to work three, four days a week. Sharp as a tank. Uh, John Rosenwald at J.P. Morgan goes to work three, four days a week in 93 and a half. And out in Nassau County. Cindy Adams runs her own show yes. at over 93. And out in Nassau County, Joe Cairo is the same age as I am. lady no. I know. But yeah. she's outside, yeah. but, it, but you hit the point. He is mental acuity. Right. And for people who we've seen, I met Joe Biden, by the way, when I was in college. Now it's been a number of years ago, uh, but I'll, he is—he was right. so much sharper. It is his mental decline, <laughs> and even the Democrats sense it. Did you see this also, Michael Goodwin? That uh, even Axelrod, of course, who's so close to yes. Obama, said that Biden has a fifty-fifty percent chance. You got Bill Maher out there. You got Saturday Night Live mocking him. You had the Wall Street Journal saying he's being selfish by running, Michael. Yes, look, I thought that was a very good editorial, uh, and I, I agree that. Joe Biden for the good of the country first and the Democratic Party second should not run. I I think he is. Look, we we, we have to say he's a bad president. He's a failing president, which is really the underlying issue here. If he were as he is, but the economy was growing, going great guns, uh, the border was secure. We were 
pushing back against the the sense that America is weak abroad and all of these countries sort of ganging up and moving in for the kill. If none of that was happening, then we wouldn't say he doesn't have to run or he's too old. So it's his, it's his physical uh, decline, mental decline, and most importantly, the failure of his policies that I think is driving this. And so old age is getting a bad rap here. Yeah, you know, uh, I think it's Pete is happy policy. to hear that. <laughs> I'm right behind Peter, so that's, yeah, I'm happy. By the way, I'm a year older as of a few, you know, about 24 hours ago, so I'll take that. Um, and, you know, Michael, though, you, do you want to hear the funniest thing? I don't know if the guys here in the studio heard this, but the new, like, motto from people in the White House, they don't want to say, you know, what we're hearing privately, that everybody's panicking there. They said he's an older guy with new ideas. I contend with you, Michael, that his ideas are terrible. But they're like, all oh, these ideas are great. Maybe he's the wrong messenger. That's what no, they're trying to spin it. You know, I know Joe Biden for 40 years, like mm-hmm. probably uh, everybody, uh, but he's not the Joe Biden we knew. Right. Not at all. He used to be sharp as a tack. By the way, John, and when I he, only wish him he he's 81 years old. Happy birthday, yes. Mr. President. And I, I don't wish him anything bad, but I think it's time for him to move on. And you look well, at, John, you look at the poll well, when on, he did the debate. Remember the debate with Paul Ryan? He was sharp as a tack. Go ahead, Michael. Well, I just, um, I don't want to... Um, you know, ruin the pity party. But let's not forget that what Joe Biden, the other part of Joe Biden is the corruption, Mm -hmm. is that he has he is compromised by virtue of this business schemes with his son. And he lied to the American public about it repeatedly. So the minute I start to feel a soft spot for Joe Biden, I remember he is corrupt to the core. He has lied repeatedly about that corruption, and he has he has compromised himself by taking money from China and Russia. There's no question that he was sharing in these in this money. You're absolutely right. There's no question in my mind, and every decision he has made for the United States of America, it's, it's been troubling. Wrong. It's, it's troubling. It's, it's troubling. wrong and troubling. That, that's the nicest way you could say it. It's very troubling. Well, I look at the border, guys. That's one thing we haven't even really focused on. Michael Goodwin, I mean, you talked about the corruption with Hunter and all that other stuff. What about the fact he knows we? it takes a two-year-old. You just look at the images. It looks like a sea of people every day crossing our wide-open border. And, and he's yeah. allowed that. Yes, and, and I've often thought about that, Rita, in the sense of, what does he think about when he sees that? I mean, how does he tell himself that's okay? How, do, how, does, how does any president of the United States take, who takes an oath of office to, to defend and protect the Constitution, how does he square that in his own mind, what he has done there? How he has let millions of illegal people come into this country, we don't know who they are in most of the cases. I mean, how does he tell himself that's okay? I, I don't get it. There, Michael, is, there is no no excuse. Michael, you just had this great column, which is of great concern, and you and John and I were on a panel uh, a few weeks ago, which yeah. raises the issue, how do you have safety in Gotham, in, in New York City? Now, under these proposed cuts by Mayor Adams, they're talking about cutting the police force. What's your view on that, Michael? Well, yeah, that's one of the topics we talked about on the panel, right, with Ray Kelly there. We talked about the number of police. It's now about 33-4, 
33,400, 500, something like that, but they are retiring at a rapid rate. And so what Mayor Adams proposes to do, and it looks like the city council will agree, is cancel the next five recruiting classes, and therefore, through attrition, you will get the force down from 33,500 to about 29,000 sometime next year. Now, this is, as I point out in the column, when you go back, 29,000 is what the city had in 1992 and 93 when we were averaging 2,000 murders a year. So the answer then of Peter Vallone and David Dinkins and then eventually Rudy Giuliani was to increase the size of the police force dramatically, which they did. It got to 36,300 within a couple of years. Uh, To go back down to that level at a time when we're in a high crime era, uh, though thankfully not the murder rate that we had then, but also the city is, is much bigger now. We've got at least a million or 0.2, 1.2 million more than we had in 1993. So you cannot simply just cut the police. And look, as I point out in the column, the budget is $110 billion. A decade ago, I think it was one of Michael Bloomberg's last budget, was $49 billion. You cannot tell me there's no fat. You cannot say, oh, we have, we have to have a 5% cut, therefore we have to get rid of cops, and we have to close libraries. There's plenty and, of fat I mean, in that budget, Michael. I did 14 budgets when I was at City yeah. Hall. There's plenty of fat to cut, not the and cops. There's no, there seems to be no effort to do anything like that. It's just a lazy 5% across the board. No priorities. You don't care about policing. You don't care about this, just 5%. How about asking your budget office to work around the clock until they come up with more acceptable uh, cuts in spending? There seems to be none of that. 5% across the board. All right. See you tomorrow. I mean, what kind of government is that? And also because the migrant costs, too. I mean, come on. It doesn't work. And, John, people are saying, wait a minute, we're paying taxes and kids and cops are being cut? For migrants, there's there's something wrong here, guys. It doesn't work. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just lazy budgeting, frankly. I mean, you know, Ed Koch used to tell the story about you know he would go to the budget director and say, "Want to do this?" And the budget director say, "Well, you can't afford to do that." And Koch said, "No, no. It's your job to make it so I can afford it. Your job to find other places if I have to where I can cut or where I can raise money. But don't tell me." that I can't do the priorities that I was elected to do. And he, t- he wrote in one of his books about sort of the power of the budget director and how it takes a mayor <clears throat> who understands this to stand up to that and to, and to uh, advance the mayor's priorities. And, Michael, and you have to have think, a mayor that's focused. Adams is doing that. You have to have a mayor that's focused 24-7 on nothing else. Yes, that's what you have to do as mayor. Sorry, that's the job. Yes, you're correct. Well, Michael Goodwin, let's pray for uh, for our city because right now, uh, you know, the other thing I was thinking about, you know, we went from ninety eight billion dollar budget to one hundred and ten. Why can't we just go back to ninety eight? Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, was mm-hmm. was life so terrible under Michael Bloomberg that no. we had to more than double the budget since no. then? The, the Blasio's big contribution is making us less safe and spending more money. Right. Yeah. 
That's good. Thank you, uh, Michael Goodwin, and uh, pray for our city and keep coming up with uh, some ideas, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon.